With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. My thoughts, my opinion. Sports podcast. Yo, what it is? Welcome back to another episode of MTMO Sports Podcast, dog. Man, whew, yo, I got a dope episode. I'm trying to tell y'all. Y'all always know I'm always kicking that dope topics, you feel me? So this uh, episode, we'll be talking about my guy, my man, my second favorite NBA player, man, Melo. It's finally retired from the NBA, man, so... I'm going to get my opinion on that and give my favorite my favorite game. You know what I mean? My favorite all-time for Melo. You feel me? Going to be talking about Dylan Brooks also and how the Memphis Grizzlies went on here and released him. Going to get my opinion on that. And, of course, of course, I got to give you all that NBA playoff update because the finals is set. The finals is here. I'm going to get my prediction of who's going to win the finals also. You feel me? But my Lakers is not in, you know what I mean. But anywho, you know what I mean. Enough with that. Let's 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 get this show rolling. Let's go. All right, we're gonna start the show off, man, with paying homage, paying respect to one of the NBA greats, man, one of the legends, man. And I I was truly blessed and appreciative to able to watch this man play his whole NBA career, man, and a little bit of his college career too even though it was just a spell one year. Um, as we all know, Carmelo Anthony, stay mellow, has now retired from the NBA, man. And my opinion, and I'm pretty sure everybody is going to agree with me on this, Melo is a Hall of Famer. Put him in, first ballot. Doesn't matter who is come, who doesn't matter who's in that class with him, that or whoever, uh, when he um, retired. He belongs first ballot Hall of Fame. No questions asked. I don't care if he don't got a chip on, on um, underneath his belt. I don't care. It's a lot of greats that that's a Hall of Famer that doesn't have uh, chips underneath that belt. But let's just make this clear that Carmelo Anthony deserves to be in a Hall of Fame. Man, shout out to Melo, man. You know what I mean? Let's 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 kick out some of his 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 attributes that what he did in his NBA career, you feel me? He is a 10-time All-Star, a six-time All-NBA, a one-time scoring champ, a four-time Olympic gold, uh, Olympic medal, three-time gold, one bronze. He's the member of the 2015 uh, All-NBA anniversary team. He was ninth in all-time scoring, scoring just over 28,000 points. He was drafted by the Nuggets in 03. Drafted number three. Should have been number two, but Detroit was stupid. I don't, I, you know what I mean? They was, they was. Are you delusional? Do, are, do you suffer from a mental illness? Because I kind of think they do. But, you know what I mean? Hey, the Denver Nuggets got lucky by drafting Melo, man. And like I said, once they drafted Melo, man, it, it's Denver Nuggets uh, franchise started moving up. You know what I mean? Started started to went, uh, trending to be a championship contender team. Now, it wasn't just all mellow that was on that team that actually made them, you know, a championship team. It, it was other key pieces like a Kenya Martin, the Marcus Canby, 
Um, Chauncey Phillips when his time came, AI when his time came, um, and and um, Nene, uh, you know, and, and I'm pretty sure there's other players I can't really think of top right now, but it was some great key, uh, key players that was with Melo during his time in Denver, and he also had a good uh, good coach at the time, and George Carl. George Carl brought everything out of Melo, in my opinion once Melo was drafted to the Denver Nuggets. And once Melo got that man, in my opinion, I, I still believe, no disrespect to LBJ, man, and, and and what he did his rookie year, but I still believe Melo should have won rookie of the year. I'm, maybe I'm being biased just because, you know, he's he's he, he's kind of from here, you know what I mean, from Baltimore a little bit. He, he played his um, high school uh, ball here at Towson, was Towson Catholic, you know, and, and Oak Hill also. So, you know, I mean, it, it's, it's no, it's, it's a little bit of bias there also. But at the same time, man, I still believe that Melo had, you know, what I mean, just coming off a national championship where LeBron didn't even go to college. I'm, uh, I'm not even sure if he, I'm pretty sure he might have won high school state champion, but still going to the, going through college and winning a national championship. That's, that, that that should have brought a lot of buzz. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe the Denver Nuggets still made it to the playoffs on Melo rookie year. You know what I mean? Need to dig back a, a little bit on that history. But I still believe that Melo should have run rookie, uh, rookie of the year. But like I said, it's no shade to LeBron. It was – I believe that year you really couldn't go wrong who was going to win, win rookie of the year, whether it's Melo or LeBron. Just know that it most definitely couldn't have been dark old militants, boy. I don't know what Detroit was thinking about going to get him, man. But anywho, man, um, Melo doing his time. And he's also, you know, also he was um, a McDonald's All-American also, too. Um, But during his time, like I said, he scored over 28,000 points. Um, He was average, and he ended uh, his career in averaging 22.5 points a game. That's dope. That's, that's, that's how you go out. That kind of showed that he really didn't have – a decline that shows that he, even if he had a little bit of a decline, it was not much of a, uh, a big step really because he came in, I believe he was averaging like his, his rookie. I mean, what, you know, throughout his career he was probably averaging, especially when he got to New York was probably up in the 25, 26 range. So for you to end your career at 22 and a half, it's, it's that, that's, that's pretty decent, man. And he had 7,800, and eight rebounds, which he ended at 6.2 averaging and rebounds. And the success, he had 300, I mean, 3,422, averaging 2.7. Really wasn't an assist guy. Melo was a scorer. He was, he was a bucket getter. And I still believe that Melo can still go out here and get buckets in the NBA. I still believe that he's he should have been on a team roster throughout his time that he wasn't on the team roster. I believe that Melo was still better than some of these players in the NBA. You heard DeMar DeRozan came out and say that 90, about 85, 90% of these players in the NBA really is not all that. It's really somewhat, you can just say trash. You know what I mean? So they most definitely can't, most definitely can tell them that that, um, they are not that guy. You know what I mean? Some of these guys, you know what I mean? Some. But I believe that Melo is not part of that sum. I believe Melo still should have been in the league. I believe that teams um, still should have took Melo. I think having a shooter like him now, he is a streaky, shoot, a streaky shooter now, you know, late in his career. But having a guy like that on your team, you should, you should want him. I believe that he still fits in the NBA. You feel me? So – you know, I, I I just don't understand why some teams didn't gamble. Um, no, Melo wasn't going to play a full 82 games, but he can give you 65, I believe. You know what I mean? And he can most definitely give you probably about 15 to 20 minutes. You're not, you, we're not asking Melo to go out here and play LeBron numbers. You know what I mean? Out here trying to play 40 minutes. That's no longer Melo's game anymore. You know what I mean? So I believe that he still should have – uh, been on the team roster um, this past year and pr- previous years that, it, that um, he wasn't on the team. You know what I mean? And, you know, teams that Melo 
had played on. Of course, he, you know, he was drafted by the Nuggets from 03 to 11. Then he from 11 to 17, he was playing for the Knicks. And then that's when we really started seeing that sharpshooting, score first mentality coming out of Melo. You know what I mean? Showing that he was already showing in Denver that he's the guy. He was the first option, and we should go ahead and, and give him his respect then. Once he carried it over in New York, man, he brought New York kind of back into the playoff atmosphere in my eyes. You know what I mean? Because just what a season or two before Melo getting there, they the Knicks had put all that money to Amari Stoudemire. No disrespect because Stat was my guy also. But he wasn't able to put that team on his back. You know, it was Melo once he got there, was able to put that team on his back and was able to uh, uh, put New York – into playoff position and almost almost can almost talk about maybe a championship contention team now only reason why you can say that is only because of who Melo and um amari stoudemire was at that time you know um but far as the team that they was built around them uh you can't really say that was a championship team but you 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 would just think that Amari and and Melo that type of team that is a championship team, and then you know Jr. Smith wound up following him to New York, coming from Denver also. So, you know, I mean, it, it it was it was most definitely a second round team at best. Maybe stay healthy, and 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 hopefully Melo can really light somebody ass up in the playoffs. You know, I mean, maybe you can make the Eastern Conference Finals, but the Knicks never got there. There was just pretty much a second-round team. And then, you know, with bad ownership and bad GM during that time, man, the Knicks really couldn't get nobody else to really come there and to help Melo out. Um, so, but I think that his time in New York was 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 great. You know what I mean? Uh, it wasn't as um, impactful. Well, I'm not going to say impactful. It's not wasn't as um what's the words i'm looking for it wasn't as um uh big as how he was in denver because when he got to denver he went to the western conference finals you know so but being in new york most definitely had opened some eyes that mellow is still was still that guy can still be that number one target and um can maybe lead your team into the playoffs but uh, you know at this after his step with the knicks you know a lot of teams was kind of Second guessing Melo. Melo felt like he was still the guy. He could still be the number one option, and he still should be uh, on uh, on the starting lineup. Um, so he gets the he gets the Oklahoma City Thunder, where he plays with Russ and PG thirteen. Um, you know, not a bad team to play with, but that team also had high hopes, but um, really couldn't uh, reach team's expectation. You feel me? Um. They was a playoff team, yes, but at, you can just tell what the dysfunctional um, of the of the coaching that was there. Russ was still saying that he was the guy. Melo still saying that he was the guy. It wasn't really um, a recipe for success. Um, you can just see that Melo was no longer the guy, really. You know, you can see that Melo uh, was just your your spot up shooter, but he can still give you fifteen to twenty points especially on a hot night, you know what I mean? But, you know, things didn't work out uh, too well with the Thunder. You know, he was only had a, a, a short stint there where he went to Houston, met up with Mike D'Antoni and played with James Harden, and it was that run-and-gun type offense. And also, he only spent one year there because that time um, the windows was closing for the Houston Rockets, and they was trying to hurry up and try to make any type of adjustments um, they can possibly get to make sure that James Harden can try to get to the finals during that time. But, you know, I still believe that Melo still should have been on that team uh, after that. But he wound up going to the Blazers after that. Spending two years, two seasons with the Blazers, playing with Dame Lillard, and also a um, playoff team also. Um, so you can just see that everywhere that Melo went, in the in the in the beginning of his career toward almost towards the tail end, they was always pretty much fighting for a playoff spot or trying to be into or in the playoffs. You feel me? Um uh most definitely that shout out to the Portland Trailblazers for giving Melo 
an opportunity because that was the time that everybody was still chanting that Melo should have been on the team. That's where the NBA, in my opinion, started blackballing Melo and wasn't letting Melo, you know, compete. Because we all knew that Melo can still compete and he still should have been competing. You know what I mean? Um, so it, it's just that I, I I never understood why Melo never had that opportunity before the Trailblazers and why teams was trying to shut Melo out. It's not it, Melo never did nothing bad off the court, really. You know what I mean? His personal life is his personal life, but it never really reached nothing strap gans and on the breaking news or anything in that nature mellow was never a troublemaker in anybody's locker room or anything in that nature so i never understood why teams didn't want to gamble on mellow anymore um but going towards you know his last team and i was pumped that mellow was actually becoming a laker man it but during that time the lakers was so dysfunctional um and I really couldn't enjoy Melo being a part of that Laker organization, man. It, it was it was just so much dysfunction. During that time, Frank Vogel was our head coach, and he wasn't using players as I thought that how he should be using them. Um, and also, I just think that Melo got there a little too late. I think that during them times that he was with the Blazers, I think the Lakers should have went out and got him when teams was blackballing and um and didn't want to pick him up on the on the roster i think that's the time that la should have got him during that time in the bubble it would have been love mellow would have got his first chip you feel me we wouldn't have been having this conversation of shit he'd be one of the greatest of all time not having a championship but you know like i said he was he was the lake and i enjoyed his time not really enjoyed his time as the Laker, because like I say, it was so much dysfunctional going on there. But it was it was good to see Melo in the in that purple and gold. Um, and that was his last team that he played with. So you know, it was like a gift and a curse a little bit, because I still believe that Melo sh- that the Lakers should have gave him another opportunity at least one more year. Um, two, I don't think that um, Melo should have been retiring this year, even if he would have been. Even if he was retiring this year, he still should have been on a team so he can have a walk-off tour, just like the Kobe. You know what I mean? Just like how LeBron is going to have his farewell tour. Melo deserves to have that tour. But, you know what I mean? It, it was great that to see that Melo was able to walk off the court and walk off on his own terms. And it was really dope that now that he's really passing his legacy on to his son. And I believe that his son can carry that torch. And I believe his son most definitely will carry that torch. You know what I mean? If, if y'all haven't peeped out his son hooping in uh, in games and working out and stuff like that, y'all might want to catch up because by the time y'all do catch up, main man is already going to be at his uh, almost at his ceiling. But in my opinion, there's no ceiling for him. You know what I mean? I, I believe that it, it, it's a it's an open, open coliseum. Sky's the limit. <laughs> Shoot for the moon, land on the stars, or become one of these stars. You feel me? And I believe that's how his son will be, you know, coming from his, you know, DNA from his dad. So, um, you know, that that's just pretty much, you know, mellow career in my, uh, all in my aspect. And my all-time favorite mellow game, it's going to come from the Denver Nuggets, though. And it was that time that he made it to the Western Conference Finals. Um, even though that he was going against my favorite player, uh, Kobe Bryant, it was still, and even though that the Nuggets had lost the series 4-2, it still shows that Melo deserved to be in that Western Conference Finals. Because if y'all remember, man, that game one, he tired my guy out. He tired Kobe out. Remember, Kobe was hands on his knees, pretty much hunched over, giving an interview. Saying that how and praising Melo of how much of a dog that he is, and Melo is a dog. You feel me? And 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 throughout that uh, time, Melo was averaging twenty seven and a half points, four point eight rebounds, three point seven assists throughout that series. You can't say that Melo didn't show up. You can't say that Melo wasn't wasn't. Uh, Seizing the opportunity because Melo did see the opportunity, man. 
and he, he really showed up. So, man, I like I said, I appreciate Mellow, man, and, and I just want to give you your flowers now, man, because you deserve your flowers now, and I'm pretty sure whatever it is you're trying to do in your, in your time after retirement now, I'm pretty sure you're going to be fully invested into your kids' um, life now. Even I'm pretty sure you, you was already are, but more now that you don't have to go city to city, uh, travel with any team, anything in that nature. So, man, like I said, shout out to you, Melo, man. I, Like I said, I appreciate you and your time in the NBA, man. And you never cheated the game. You played it the right way, man. Appreciate that. Ah, now, for paying homage, let's switch it over to Dylan Brooks. All right. The Memphis Grizzlies, man. Let Dylan Brooks go. And... They had came out with a statement of letting Dylan Brooks go. Once they let Dylan Brooks go, they came out with a statement saying, under any circumstances, that Dylan Brooks will not be back with the team. Will not be. Cannot come back. His key card will not work. His name on his locker will not be there anymore. It's <laughs> um when he shows up to to um to any uh, Memphis facilities or anything in that nature, man, they're going to have to pretty much tell him. What the fuck you doing here? Identify yourself. Who the fuck are you? That's exactly what Memphis is, has said to Dylan Brooks, man. And I, in my opinion, man, it, it's, 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 we got to just. Hold up. Got a question. Got a, got a question. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. How can you release this guy? And why did you release this guy? You know what I mean? I, I got two sides of the you know, spectrums of this. So hold on, sit back, get your popcorn ready real quick. I just got to ask this question real quick. Why are, we, why, are, why are the Memphis Grizzlies releasing this guy after he's making the NBA All-Defense the second team? Good question. What did Dylan Brooks do for him to get kicked off the team if he not if he didn't do anything in the locker room, do anything to the organization, wasn't doing anything outside of the organization, and wasn't going on live putting guns in the air, he he, he didn't do none of this. But you kicked him off the team. Good question. Not understanding. Um, you know what I mean. I'm not saying that Dylan Brooks is a, is is the best two guard in this game. I'm not saying that Dylan Brooks is the worst two guard in this game. I'm not saying that Dylan Brooks is the worst player in this game. I'm not saying, not saying none of this. But after making the second defense of all team, and you was averaging 14.3 points a game, 3.3 rebounds, 2.6 assists. Now your field goal in three-point percentage was 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 trash. Was trash this year. He was averaging 39% field goal percentage and 32% three-point percentage. And this is all under 30 minutes spell. But in 30 minutes, you can average 14 and a half points. You know what I mean? It's the points is not really the issue because we're not looking that Dylan Brooks was the star of the team. We didn't even think that Dylan Brooks was the second best on the team. You know what I mean? We 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 looked at Dylan Brooks as a role player. You know what I mean? He plays his role. He plays defense. Sometimes a little bit over too aggressive, but that's who he is. That's how he made his identity in this game. We don't complain or 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 cry or bitch or moan or anything about when Draymond Green plays um aggressive, steps over that line. We applaud it. We 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 love it. 
Now, I'm not saying that Dylan Brooks is Draymond Green because Draymond Green, don't get me wrong, paid his dues. And y'all know I'm not a Draymond Green fan right now. You know what I mean? I still believe he got a little bit of suckerness in him, but another story, another time. But we okay, we applaud uh, Draymond Green. We say, yeah, that's how the Warriors establish that toughness and their identity. It's through Draymond Green. So how come when Dylan Brooks somewhat do it? It's a problem. You know what I mean? And and we got everybody saying, oh, yeah, he should be kicked off the team. You think you're the man? And and, and it's like, no. I, I Like I said, I'm not saying that this guy is, uh, is, is the best or, or anything in the nature, man. Because, like I said, I'm not a big fan of Dylan Brooks. But wrong is wrong. And I think that the Memphis Grizzlies – it's wrong for cutting this man. Like I said, if there's any stories that's behind the news that they haven't put out yet, okay. You know what I mean? But I haven't seen nothing. And I sat and waited for a while to talk about Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks' situation happened right after the Lakers had put him out in the playoffs, first round of the playoffs. We are now into the NBA Finals now. And I still haven't really seen anything about Dylan Brooks doing any dirt or doing anything wrong. But we kicked this guy off the team, though. He doesn't have a job. Now, like I said, I, I, I'm Dylan Brooks is not the guy. He's not the best two guard, not the best anything. You feel me? He is a guy that was able to know his role and play his role. You know what I mean? Now, at times, should he be working on his offensive game? If he's not, I'm not saying that he's not. But his offensive game needs to take that next level. That offensive game should be you, – you should be wanting teams knocking on the door since the Memphis Grizzlies had uh, pretty much fired you. You know what I mean? But at the same time, I, I still believe that this guy should have a job in the NBA. You know what I mean? Yes, I, I I still believe that he should have a job in the NBA. I still believe that Dylan Brooks should be on the team. He shouldn't have to go overseas to revive his career. Now, may that could be the best option for him. That may be the, the, the smart option, maybe, if he can't get into the NBA. But Dylan Brooks deserves to be on the NBA team, man. And that, like I said, it's, it's just my opinion. Like I said, his offensive game most definitely going to have to take another next level he's gonna have to show you that he is a top something a defender you know what i mean or or you know you have to be the third option you're gonna have to be stop shooting so much threes that's one thing that is just my opinion stop shooting so much threes my guy step in you know what i mean learn how to dribble a little bit i'm not saying you got to be the best ball handler i'm not looking for you to be Kyrie. But you got to be able to pump, put the ball down, take two steps, either let it fly, or you're going to have to drive it hard to the hole. I believe if Dylan Bush can add that to his package, I believe Dylan Bush can be a solid two guard. You know what I mean? Um, I believe that this is a little comparison. Not saying that this is who he really is, or I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to be like, man, what do you talk about that? But he can almost become a next Jimmy Butler-ish. He can be a, like a Jimmy Butler. Like I say, he, he has the he has the fit. He has the mentality of, of, of it. He has the attitude of it. You know what I mean? What makes Jimmy so effective? He's able to put the ball down. He's able to play aggressive. He's able to, to bu play bully ball a little bit. His, his, he's, he don't settle for three-pointers. He's able to get into that midi. And if the mini ain't too good for him, he's able to get to the basket. And I think that's what Dylan Brooks should kind of look at. It works for Jimmy. It's been working for Jimmy for all these years. Even though we don't consider Jimmy Butler being the top two guard. But when it comes to Jimmy Buckets and clutch moments of what's happening, like what's going on in the playoffs now, it's not a bad idea to kind of mimic his game. You know what I mean? That, that, that's just how I feel about Dylan Brooks, man. And, and like I said, if it's some other news that needs to come out to show that Dylan Brooks has, was detrimental to the team, then 
correct me. <laughs> but as of right now, in my opinion, with what I've seen, I don't, I don't, I, I think the Memphis Grizzlies was wrong for that. You know, what I mean, I, I understand you're able to do whatever it is you what you want with your employees at any given moment. You know, what I mean, but I, I believe you should have a reason. And if your reason is because he thinks that he's the guy and he thinks that um, he's overshining uh, Job Morant or Desmond Bain or whatever, you know what I mean? It, it's bring the news out. Other than that, man, it's, it's, it's no way that we should be saying that this guy is unfair, shouldn't, should be having a job, anything in that nature, man. It, it's just, it, it's, it just don't sit right with me. You know what I mean? And, and the team I really can see a uh, Dylan books, maybe benefiting um, from something like this. Um, maybe like the Milwaukee bucks can, can, can use a Dylan Brooks. Um, Cause like I said, you, you bring that defensive tenacity you know what I mean? You bring that 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 grit, that grind. You know what I mean? You go to the Milwaukee Bucks with with a Giannis who doesn't doesn't take plays off. With Drew Holiday, who's all about defense. You know, I'm not all about, but you know what I mean. He straps he straps people down. You know what I mean? With Chris Middleton, you know what I mean. I, I think that it would be a good fit for Dylan Brooks. Is the Milwaukee Bucks? Um, another team, maybe just off top of my head, because you don't want to send them to like a Detroit Pistons, a Charlotte Hornets, anything in that nature. Maybe, maybe he go down San Antonio. I understand is you kind of tucking them, you kind of hiding them a little bit, but learning from Greg Popovich because they are about to be on uh all time high once they once they sign that number one draft pick in Victor. You know, I mean, we it's already set in stone that that's who they're going to get. So maybe you can go down there, learn under Popovich, play, play the Pop Popovich way. You know, what I mean, maybe that can kind of revive your career a little bit. You know, what I mean, it's, like I said, I understand that San Antonio ain't the most attractive spot, but this is it's still in the NBA. But Milwaukee is is, is most definitely, I believe, is a good fit for him. Um, so it's something, something to think about. <laughs> like I said, it's not set in stone or anything in that nature, but it is, it's something to think about. All right. Enough about Dylan Brooks, man. Enough about it. Let's go ahead and talk about this NBA playoffs, man. Let's give y'all the update and what's going on. <sighs> All right. Let's talk with let's start with the um depressing news. My Lakers are no longer in the playoffs, y'all. Yep. We got swept. <laughs> we got the brooms put out on us, man. And this hat got me emotional damage. Man, I just just wanna say like Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Man, and it's all of that. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just like, man, it's just. I cannot see. I'm legally blind. All that, all that's that's my emotions of it, man. And it's it's nothing to have an excuse. There's no excuses. You know what I mean? You know, I I just believe that Denver was the better team. Denver had the better team. They was well. They they was well coached. This was their year. And shout out to my man Kev. He 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 kept on in his in our group chat, man. Just 
kept on giving me Jokic news and just kept on giving me his stats and kept on saying, Dad, I don't know, Dad, Jokic is, 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 a, is a big-time player. He averaged a triple-double. When he he going to average a triple-double on y'all? And I kept saying, nah, no way. We got AD. You know what I mean? We got LeBron. We on the street. It's no way that he's going to average a triple-double on us. Get, get out of here. Then what that guy do? He averaged a triple-double on us. Hold up. <laughs> It's like, yo, oh, my God, yo, he averaged even on the game, on the game that we stopped, yo, he didn't average a double-double. He still averaged goddamn triple-doubles on the whole damn season. It was depressing, man. But, no, on the for realness, though. I got to get Jokic his props. I understand that previous on previous episodes and other stuff, conversations, I've been saying that Jokic wasn't a big-time player. Jokic is um, not better than Embiid. Embiid is the best center, the best big man. I, I kind of got to retract my statement now. I really don't know who's the best big man. I understand that right now Jokic is leading because right now he got his team in the NBA Finals. He's a back-to-back of um, MVP. He's, he's he's almost, you can say, a walking triple-double. He's almost standing right next to Russell Westbrook to be saying that Mr. Triple-double. You know what I mean? And um, Denver's going to have to retire that number 15 twice, in my opinion. You're going to have to retire it for Melo, and then once Jokic is going to get done, you're going to have to retire for him too, man. Because, like, like I said, I, I wasn't a, a set believer yet, but now I see it. I, I, I see the light. I'm I'm here. I am on the wagon, man. That he's possibly could be the best big man in the in the league. Now, what I can say is MB is the most dominant big man in the league, but Yogi is the most skilled, is the best skilled big man in the league. You know what I mean? So it's like a 1A, 1B type thing. So I gotta get my props up to Jokic, man, because he he showed me some things in that series. That series that Jokic showed me that he was able to get up and down the floor way before AD. So all that conditioning, he's coming in the camp overweight and any. I think that's beyond that's behind Jokic now. Just like how Anthony Davis was running behind Jokic. Oh, I like your funny words, Magic Man. Um. So I I, I that was one thing. How the most uh how the Denver Nuggets most definitely swept us, man. It's because of Jokic and how the Denver Nuggets was just running the floor. The Lakers looked like they was they had no legs. It looked like they wasn't they was done. They was tired. You can see that the age of LeBron and you know I guess you can say the little bit of age of AD or the injury of wearing tail on AD was slowing our guys down. You know what I mean? It, it was it looked like sometimes it, it wasn't competitive in my opinion man and the Lakers not showing competitive now I'm not saying that every game was a blowout because if if I'm not mistaken there was no blowouts really you know I mean it was big leagues yes but it was really at the end the end score was never really a blowout wasn't like a 20 point 30 point or anything in that nature um, it, it, it was, you know, some close games, some games that the Lakers had it right there and, and just couldn't take it. Just like game three, I believe, when Jokic didn't, when Jokic was in foul trouble and wasn't scoring as much. That was a game that we should have had, but should have, could have. Couldn't stop Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray came alive. He lit us a lot. <laughs> he lit, I don't even want to talk about Jamal Murray no more, but he came alive. You know what I mean? And, and that's all Jokic needed. Because I believe that if it was just a Jokic show, we we it could have went seven, maybe six. Or it could have been in my favor what I was saying that Lakers in six. But for Jamal Murray to come alive, man, it was like, woo, that's what the Nuggets needed. You know what I mean? And then their role players came alive also. Aaron Gordon, Caldwell Pope, Michael Porter Jr. You know what I mean? It was it was what the Denver Nuggets needed and showed that they were the better team. And, 
you know, I hate to say it, that Mike Malone was the better coach, right? Uh, the better coach um, during that series. Donovan Ham, you did one hell of a job. I appreciate everything and the adjustments you made, man, was 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 okay. You know what I mean? But it, it, it is something that we can learn from. This is the time that we needed Dwight Howard because that's where the Nuggets was killing us was on the, was on the glass. Most definitely on the offensive glass, they was killing us. You know, so um, we needed Dwight Howard. We needed another big man to come to, uh, that can control that paint and grab boards. We was getting out rebounded. Um, what was another? D'Angelo Russell, D'Lo. My guy didn't show up. I was one of the guys that was excited and pumped that you joined the team. You know what I mean? Because previously you was playing well. Now you didn't play too well in that Warriors series, but you played good enough. At times you showed up when we when we needed you to show up. But you didn't show up in this series at all. And then you got the nerve to stay at the games to put up shots that you didn't even put up in the game. Like, come on, dog. You we something that had to change about this point guard position. Because like I said, at first I was fully all in for D'Lo stand for another year. But I don't know now. If you can't show up in the times that we need you and on at that time, the biggest stage that we needed you, wh- what are you there for? You know what I mean? At, at times you want to sit there and keep going around these picks and dancing around and, and, and doing all this cuteness shit, man. And then, at times, you you didn't even look to score. You know what I mean? You putting up these wild three-pointers. You know what I mean? Putting these these uh, three-pointers off of a tip um, offensive rebound. And you want to hurry up and put it back up other than setting, getting right, setting the offense, getting setting the pick and roll where we was killing them at. No, you didn't do none of that. So I, I got some questions, but that's another topic another time, man. About D'Lo, you know, what I mean, like I said, I I was pumped to have him back. He showed that he he he, he matured enough and it was ready to be a part of this winning winning culture. But that that what you did in the in the West in the Western Conference Finals, dog? No, can't I don't like it. Not one bit, my guy. Not one bit. So, um, the Lakers got some questions on that one, man, and. We gotta we gotta hurry up and figure that out quick. And then um did we actually see that Father Time finally really caught LeBron James, man? And that's a that's a good question. I just think that foot injury slowed him down also. Um I think that playing all those minutes on that injury and at this age, man, it's not what LeBron needs. In my opinion, I don't think LeBron is the one anymore. He almost kind of knocked the two. I think we're gonna have to bring another score and somebody else that can play him and him and AD can kind of take over the game, but LeBron can control the pace of the game. LeBron can still give us 20, no doubt. At times he probably can give you 20 plus. But to be him for him to be the number one option now or the number two option all the time, it's time, it's time to find somebody. We gotta get somebody down there that can that can carry that number two spot and strongly carry the number two spot. You know, what I mean, it's time to uh, create that bench. We're gonna to have to create a strong bench, like keeping uh, Vanderbilt. I most definitely is up the up for keeping him. Malik B uh, Beasley could be trade bait a little bit. Um, Hachimura Rui can stay. Him and Vanderbilt showed that they get they have spots on the team, in my opinion. Dennis Schroeder on that defensive side, my guy, you showed me something. I, you know, I can give you another year. But as far as that starting point guard, man, nah, I don't know about you in that part. Because you know, at times you you pass up shots too. You're not you're not really being aggressive, um, being a a, a score. So but on the defensive tip, you showed me that you was able to keep up with Steph. You was able to show me that you was able to run around with Jamal Murray. Now, you wasn't able to contain these guys because of who they are. But you was able to show the grits and the grit, uh, the grind and able to go through the screens and the toughness a little bit. You showed me that, that that's your game. That's who you are, and that's what we need. So that's three people I most definitely can count on them 
coming back. I would like to see them coming back. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, But, you know, times would tell. All season would tell. Cap space money would tell. <laughs> you feel me? So, but, you know, like I said, the Nuggets was the better team. Um. Nuggets deserve to be in the finals. There's no excuses about that. You feel me? So it, it, it is what it is. You feel me? Now, let's go to the Eastern Conference Finals. Well, boy, it was drama. It was pretty much one of the best series that, that the NBA had to offer this playoffs, in my opinion. Um, the Celtics and the Heat, man, they went this all seven games. The Heat pulled it out 4-3. Game seven was was made the Celtics had to wave the white flag. You know what I mean? Make the Celtics leave early. wasn't Towards the end, wasn't all that competitive anymore. You know what I mean? Due to the fact that Jason Tatum did he did tweak his ankle in the beginning of the game, kind of limited him. You can see he was still out there off of adrenaline. You know what I mean? You can tell that he wasn't Jason Tatum. You feel me? So, but... There's no excuses. You still went out there. You still played. And even on a bum ankle, you dropped 14. Wish you would have dropped a little bit more, my guy. You messed my ticket up. You, you, you messed my ticket up, boy. Ooh. But anyway, throughout that, throughout that series, man, I seen something. I seen that this Boston Celtics taking a step back. You know what I mean? Because this Miami Heat team was the same team from last year. The same exact team. You know what I mean? Other than that some players stepped up, Tyler Hero wasn't available, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. But this was the same exact team from last year. And the Celtics, almost the same exact team, but you added Malcolm Brogdon. You know what I mean? And and even though he got hurt also, I think it was, what, game five, game six, where he, you know, took injury. But that's who Malcolm Brogdon is. You know, I mean, I hate to say it throughout his career, man. He he always had that injury bug on him. Um, I just think that the Celtics played around too. They 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 played they they played around too much. They had too many turnovers. Too many turnovers. You can't let a team stick around with a lot of turnovers. You know, what I mean that that's just that's just my opinion. And then when you live by the when you live by the three, you die by the three. And that's what Boston Celtics was kind of turning to like the Golden State Warriors a little bit, was putting up way too many threes. At one game, they went, what, uh, 12 for 35 or something in that nature. Then the next game, they follow up seven from something. And it wasn't a good night. You can't you can't be efficient and try to, try to win your way by just winning threes if that's not your identity. In my opinion, that wasn't a Boston Celtics identity. The Boston Celtics identity is ISO ball between Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. But Marcus Smart, Dirk White, Malcolm Brogdon, Al Horford, and everybody else was you cut, you move around, you stand in your position and get ready, but just be just in case that this ISO ball and Jason Tatum and Brown ain't getting ain't angle ain't, ain't uh the offense ain't really flowing right with them. That was their offense. At least this year it was. Last year, their identity was straight defense, and then offense will come. But, you know, I guess with different coaches, different schemes. You feel me? And I, I, I just think that the on paper, the Boston Celtics was the better team. You know what I mean? I'm pretty sure everybody in America except for the Heat Nation was picking Boston because, you know, they matched up better. And we was also kind of predicting what the finals can be. We also predicted that, you know, uh, that Boston will match up better against Denver. You know what I mean? Team-wise, matchup-wise, you feel me? It it, it, it would make sense. But I, I think Boston got his own way, especially going down 0-3. You went down 0-3. Once you went down 0-3, man, I just think that Boston, you was, you was, 
you was in a dog fight. Now, they did cap off and winning three straight. But you did so much to win that three straight. Of course, on that fourth game, man, on that last game, it was going to kind of be some fatigue and tiredness. You plan on every other night. You know what I mean? You, you got to just think that the luck was going to run out sooner or later. Fatigue was going to come. And I think that's what really killed the Celtics was the fatigue of, of winning all those games because in the first three games, they wasn't all, really all that competitive. Then you come to the next three games, very competitive, fighting for their lives now. Now that you want to be fighting for your life, you want to be competitive. And I think that wastes a lot of energy. And that's what, the, and that's what bit Boston, wasted a lot of energy. Now switch it over to Miami. Miami, honestly, I think the Heat got lucky. The Heat was lucky because they played around with their food. And once you play around with your food, man, you, you know the next person is going to come up and eat your food off your plate. But, at the, you know, at the same time, the Heat never changed on who they were. Not one time. The Heat was saying that, though, we're going to take it to y'all. It ain't going to be cute. It's not going to be right, but it's going to be, it's going to be just for us. You know what I mean? The Heat go as far as Jimmy go. Long as Jimmy going, they're going. But, you know, the one great thing that the Heat also found in his finals was Caleb Martin. Throughout that, throughout that series, Caleb Martin showed up and was efficient. Efficient. You know what I mean? He was the guy that you can call on when you need a bucket when Jimmy, when Jimmy was going down. And I mean when Jimmy wasn't playing up to par. It was Caleb Martin. It was Gabe Vincent. You know what I mean? But more, it was Caleb Martin because Caleb Martin did it every game. And the reason why I bring this up, because I had a little debate, little, little, little uh, disagreement with my guy. My guy, Mike, you, after the Boston Celtics winning game six, after they won, you hit the group chat and said Dirk White is Mr. Reliable. Came in on time. And I said, oh, oh, if he's Mr. Reliable, where was he at the first three games when y'all was down? And you told me, bad shooting slump. I said, mm, if that's what you want to call it, that's not reliable then. Here's the stats that I had that I looked up of him, of Mr. Reliable. Now, game, game one, he scored 11. Game two, score 11. Game three, score nine. Game four, 16. Game five, 24. Game six, 11. Game seven, 18. And game one, he was 66%. Game two, 66%. And this is physical percentage. Game three, 33%. Game four, 50%. Game five, 72%. Game six and seven, 40%. And he averaged 14.3 in that series. And average, he was shooting 51%. Caleb Martin, game one, 15. Game two, 25. Game three, 18. Game four, 16. Game five, 14. Game six, 21. Game seven, 26. 54%, 68%, 63%, 66%, 41%, 53%. 68% and the average he averaged 19.3 points a game in that series and he was a 60% throughout that series. Now, let me tell you the difference cuz like I said it's not bad numbers for uh D White. And like I say I'm not picking on D White, but to call him reliable. If he was so reliable with his 66% field goal percentage he only scored 11 points, which means that he's not reliable enough to take in more shots. You know what I mean? He, that's he, the the scheme of not of not putting him in an offense enough to to see if he can boost y'all. Because in that first three games, he only scored about 30 something points in those three games. And the first three games for Caleb Martin, he scored almost, he scored over 50 points. That's being efficient. That's being reliable. 
when Jimmy went off the floor, who what who was scoring the who was doing the scoring for the Heat? Caleb Martin. When Jason when Jason Tatum wasn't uh wasn't that guy in the first three games, it wasn't Dark White name being called. You know what I mean? Like I said, and I understand it's different roles for different teams. And like I said, I'm not trying to say that Dark White was trash or anything in that nature. Just because he was a hero on a lucky tip-in does not mean that he's reliable. It was shows that Miami number one wasn't on point, didn't box out. Everybody knows that you're the inbounder is the most important guy on the floor. It's the most important guy. He got there. He did what he's supposed to do. He got to the board. That's not being reliable. That's just being right there. He, he, he was just a hero for that game. And like I said, I understand. I'm not – me and my man might we go way back like four flats on the Cadillac. And this is not me trying to call him out or anything in the nature. I'm just saying, my guy, to say that somebody's reliable, that means you're relying on him to show up every game. You're relying on him to run the offense or go through the offense. That's being reliable. Caleb Martin, in my opinion, was more reliable than uh, Dirk White. Like I said, I keep saying it, when Jimmy wasn't hitting, who was, who was they calling to? Who was they going to? It wasn't Bam. You know what I mean? Just saying. You know what I mean? You know, still my man. <laughs> but you can't call that guy Mr. Reliable because if he was reliable enough, his 18 points were did wonders in that game seven. His 40% shooting would have did wonders. I'm not, it's not saying that he, it was bad or anything in that nature. Just wasn't reliable enough to get him uh past Miami. You know, that's just it. Caleb Martin, you balled out. And I believe I believe that Caleb Martin is going to get the bag this summer. Miami got something, got some thinking to do. <laughs> you, you and you better think fast, man. You gotta think fast because I think Caleb Martin has made a name for himself in, in the finals. I mean, uh, this offseason between him and Austin Reeves, they made a name for themselves. So we gotta be prepared for that one. But back to the heat, man. And like I said, he I I believe that he got lucky. Um, I honestly counted the heat out in game seven. Excuse, excuse me. Um I just felt like the Heat uh, blew their chance in game six. And you just can't leave the door wide open for guys like the Boston Celtics to walk in, man. Luckily, you know what I mean, that the Celtics wasn't ready for the opportunity. You know what I mean? So it, it, it's, it's just like the Heat, they, they got in. They in. Now that they in, it's going to be another tough role. It's going to be a tough role. And – let me give y'all my prediction of the finals real quick before I wrap this up. I slowly believe that the Nuggets will become champs this year. I believe that Jokic will be finals MVP. I think the series will go 4-2 Nuggets. Um, I understand that Miami has showed us different in, in previous, and no, we should not count Miami out. You know what I mean? That's why I'm not calling them the sweep. Now, understand that Jokic is a way better matchup than Bam. I think Jokic is going to demolish Bam. I think Bam is going to look like almost like how Andre Aiden looked. Um, but the shooting, the confidence that the Miami Heat has, the coaching that the Miami Heat has, because that's what really got Miami Heat here was coaching. Their exposure, man, you deserve hats off to you. You coached, man. You coached this year. Nobody other, you know, other than the Lakers, uh, uh, the Heat was another team that nobody really had. Nobody counted on them to make it to the finals. Nobody counted on the Heat make it out the first round for real. So for them to make it this far, man, Eric Spolcher got got to tip my hat off to you, my guy. But that's what's going to have Miami uh, win two games. It, it's because of Eric Spolcher and, and his coaching and how he's going to coach uh, Jimmy Buckets and, and that team. So I, I believe that it's not going to be a sweep. It's not going to be an easy fight. And the Nuggets really got to hope that Jamal Murray is on too. Because it just can't be the Jokic show. 
It's it, it, it going to have to be a, a collective team to actually put Miami away because if you let Miami see any type of chances of, of getting in of when getting the win in Miami is going to Miami is going to take that advantage and hopefully Miami can capitalize off that. So I think it's going to be a struggle the first two games because Miami been a dog fight throughout this whole playoffs. You know, probably a little tired a little bit. You only had like a two days rest before you were able to um, before the final start. Nuggets has been resting. That can also bite the Nuggets also. But playing in Denver um, and that altitude, man, we seen that it killed the Lakers. Um, so it, it, it possibly it can possibly hurt the Miami Heat. Man, Miami can go in here and still one out of out of these games in in, in Denver. We got ourselves a series. We got ourselves a series. But I, I kind of don't see it. You know what I mean? But who am I? <laughs> um, so I most definitely see the series in the 4-2 Denver's way. Jokic's final MVP. Um, and, and the Yuggers, Nuggets is out there hanging that band up, man. So it would be pretty cool. You know what I mean? Pretty cool to see that. So. As always, man, I appreciate y'all, man, for tuning into this episode, man. Just make sure y'all go tell a friend who can be a friend who could possibly want to be a friend that come on and join this, uh, join this ride, man, and come on and uh, tune in, tap in. You feel me? Because MTMO, I'm here, dog. As y'all can clearly see, I'm on Apple's. I'm on my 107th thought, yo. Been out here grinding, man. So. So let me go ahead and give out my shout out. You can catch me on YouTube and most out oh, for all my audio listeners. I know a lot of people have been hitting me up saying, Dad, what's up with the audio? How come you ain't dropping on this and this? My audio is still available. It's just in a different location right now. If you down for here, listen to my audio, man. It's also in my uh in my um links and my bios that's on Instagram and stuff like that. Or you can also um, go to the grid network, click in, you know what I mean? Go to there, click on the my thoughts, my opinions uh, section, and boom, audio is there. You can listen to any uh, any platform, you feel me? So my audio is still out here. You feel me? It's just that the network is taking care of the audio for me now. So if you ain't, if you uh, don't want to see me, of course you want to do who don't <laughs> um, on YouTube, man, you can most definitely hit the links in the bio, go to the grid, um, check my audio out there. Cause that's where my audio at. And also while I'm talking about the grid, man, make sure y'all go check out my network, man. Hey, dope. I'm trying to tell y'all we is coming. We is knocking doors down, man. We is here. Check out the grid network, man, where we got Plefla, so many other um sports content on there man we got uh clutch sports we got at the bank y'all see the hat over there at the bank you feel me um we got uh uh, uh commanders on demand we got so many different other podcasts and shows that y'all should just go over there and check it out man make sure y'all go check out my guys comment subscribe share retweet all that you know what i mean show us some love you feel me? make sure y'all go there on the grid network to, to to get all that you feel me make sure y'all go check out my favorite ladies as always y'all know i gotta always shout y'all out man my favorite ladies locked in sports man make sure y'all go check out i think they should be on 14 uh episode 14 15 should be coming out soon or they might be on 15 already but anyway just make sure y'all go check out my favorite ladies um locked in sports uh make sure y'all go follow all their social media platforms like I said, dope ladies, dope content. If you like the females kicking that uh, sport-ish, check them out. Uh, make sure y'all go check out my man, Rod Uncensored Podcast and Rod Uncensored Network. Dope content, man. Dope guy. I'm going to be appearing on his show uh, this upcoming Sunday. So make sure y'all tune in for that, too. Uh, what else I got going on, man? Uh, for all the um, clothing apparel, man, you want uh, join in, man. Make sure y'all go to the Grid Network or go to my link in my bios also to make sure y'all can get your hats, shirts, hoodies, whatever it is that you want. You want to try to support, man. Just go out there and support. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, what else I got out here, man? Oh, 
shout out to my man Eugene Campbell, man, for out here doing great community work and uh, uh up in New Jersey, man. Shout out to make sure y'all go follow his uh his non-organization profit, man. Walk a mile in my shoes. Dope pro dope organization, man. Make sure y'all tap into that. Make sure y'all want to learn more about uh Mr. Eugene Campbell, man. Go back into my what's that 105th episode. You know what I mean? 105th thought. Tune in and check in and see how he grind and came up out of New Jersey to be a professional uh, player overseas, man. Just make sure y'all follow me. I'm on the move. I'm on the movement, Dougs, and I want to make sure y'all tune in, y'all tap in, man. As always, man, I appreciate y'all. Make sure y'all go tap in, man. And as always, check me out. Till next time. It's obvious the unthinkable is going to happen soon. With all the distractions in the media, we probably won't see it coming. Your gut tells you there's something very wrong going on, and all the evidence suggests that there is. Those in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better. American families are preparing. Folks are getting into self-reliance and investing in emergency food storage. My Patriot Supply, the nation's largest emergency preparedness company, is the place you can trust. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Get at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save 25%, plus get free shipping on all their three-month emergency food kits. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com today. Order by 3 p.m. and your items ship the same day. It's time to prepare for what's coming. MyPatriotSupply.com